Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 41 of Sports Medicine on Tap. I'm Jason Kopeck, down here once again at Neck of the Woods Brewing Company. Another packed house, fantastic crowd, great weather. Dr. Frey, how are we making out? Doing great, man. How was your weekend? My weekend was awesome. Yeah, yeah. We had the good fortune of celebrating my daughter's bat mitzvah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, COVID kind of did a number on us overall. And, um, you know, we had this to look forward to. It was actually delayed a full year. Mm -hmm. She was awesome, man. Yeah. Brilliant. It was really, really, one, it was an incredibly fun event. We, mm-hmm. had, we had a great time. And two, she just delivered, blew everybody away. So proud of her. It was, it was, it was a really good time. I'm, I'm a little unfamiliar. I mean, is that a lot of family come in for that? Is that a big yeah. gathering of, of, of relatives? Yeah, typically. Yeah. So yeah. I'm from New York. My wife's yeah. in Pittsburgh. We're kind of spread out all over the place. So there's a number of people coming in from out of town. Yeah. And, you know, we, we actually, you know, we kept the whole COVID restriction thing was a priority. I, yeah. I have two brothers that missed it because they're, yeah. they're not vaccinated. And we said, hey, listen, you know, I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. like, but this is important. And we have other family members right. that are uh, at risk family members. And it's just it's not appropriate to, to potentially jeopardize them. But, yeah, so we had a bunch of people coming in from out of town, a bunch of family that I had not seen in a while. And as you can imagine, right, like mm-hmm. we're on the tail end. Not that it's over, because it's not over by a long shot, but but not that it's over, but we're on the tail end of COVID lockup, and for the first time in a very long time, seeing a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, even if it's just for a little while, we'll mm-hmm. see We'll see what happens. So people came in, we were able to have a party, again, with the, with the appropriate restrictions in place, and I think everybody was just raring to go, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so it, it, it made for a lot of fun. I think that's why you and I work so well together, right? Like you have your background, right? Like yeah. of the Jewish background. Yeah. I was a former altar boy. I gave Is up, that right? Yeah, really? So I gave up uh, alcohol for Lent, um, but I decided tonight it's not oh, going to count. No. I said, you know what? This is technically work, so it's work. I'm gonna I get a free pass on this one. All right. But I think that's why you and I work so well together. It could be, but I'll <laughs> tell you, I'm about as unreligious as they come. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we've, we've been talking about this for a few weeks now. Uh, we've mentioned it on other shows. This is, it sounds like you and my, myself, it's our favorite time of the year with March Madness. Heck yeah, here we are. Yeah, we had a great weekend of uh, the tournament play. Sure. Um, conference tournament play, I should say. Right. And Selection Sunday just passed. We got the playing game starting. Right. Tonight, I believe. Is it tonight? I, it, it is tonight. tonight. Yeah, I think six forty. I yeah. think uh, Rutgers Notre Dame might kick it off. That's right. Um, and we got so we got two games tonight, two games tomorrow, and then the more traditional, real fun. You know, the sixty four field getting up, starts on get Thursday. Up and running Thursday, right? I, Doc, I, I can tell you, Dean Millard and I, who we've had on, we talked about how we, we've planned PTO days, right. pretty much our whole working career, to just relive those glory college days and just. You know, order Taking a bunch off. of cheesesteaks right. and, and just starting watching basketball at 11 a.m. And, you know, Dean and I were talking. It's much different now with kids, right. you know, but still going to find a way to make that work. Nonstop, like right yeah. through, just just game after game. So like midnight, you know what I mean? It, I it's know. just it's the first four days are just to me the, the most unbelievable the time. First four days. You right. know, uh, and, and it's actually even like disappointing the following week when you yeah. you only have four games still it's fun yeah, still fun but it, not the same one level. game at a time right you know? and usually most of the cinderella teams are knocked out at that point not not all of them every now and right. again you get you get a you know a special season it's it's yeah. just not not quite the same yeah. and i hate to say it I, I don't know what happened this year but i'm usually all over it right i usually watch a lot of yeah. college basketball through the season and you know i don't know if it's just business of the year or whatnot but i didn't Maybe it's because Georgetown didn't win a single game in the Big East, and it was devastating to me, and I lost a little bit of interest. But I, I, I 
didn't pay attention the way that I normally do, which means I'll probably do a heck of a lot better in the, you know, in our basketball pools. I know uh, as a Georgetown fan yourself, I mean, what do you remember about the Big East? Because my wife went to Syracuse. Right. And if you asked her how many basketball games she missed, including the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden. Right. She would tell you none. She's in better than me. Years, That's you know? amazing. Seriously. I mean, and but that was like the heyday of the Big East, right? right? You know? So it was. Like, I mean, that's that was the basketball. I shouldn't say the heyday, but right. you know what I mean. I mean, the, it was, the ACC is, I think, the, the, the first conference tournament, right? Yeah. Like, that kind of gave gave birth to that. But I think for many years, the Big East was like yeah. the epitome of college basketball, right. right? A lot of just phenomenal teams and just year in and year out and these powerhouses and everything. And, you know, a few years ago with the realignment, there was... Um, they lost a lot of those yeah. rivalries and a lot of those players. And they've, they've hung on reasonably well. And there's still something yeah. on Villanova's kind of carrying the torch, right? Yeah. Which is painful for me as a torch <laughs> But it's just, it's, it's a little bit of a shell of what it once right. was. And, right. and my hope is that it gets back there. Yeah. Clearly, the realignment was focused on football. Mm -hmm. But I think the hope was that some of those basketball teams, yeah. and those basketball, you know, UConn came back and whatnot, right. that, 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 that they can still keep that together. Right. Speaking of Villanova, did you, did you find it kind of ironic that their first game of the tournament, they're paired up with Delaware? I didn't even so, notice that. So, I mean, separated by what? You know, the main line to half Newark, hour? half hour, and they're going to yeah. travel all the way to Pittsburgh to play. They should have just played it at like uh, the Palestra, right. Wells Fargo Center. Aren't they hosting at Wells Fargo again this year? I'm pretty sure they are. So, so if like they are, it's think. just not that game, you know, but it's just like, oh, they probably could have just played that closer to home, save the travel. Right, right, uh, right. I wonder how many times that that's happened where, you know, these two teams are, you know, as they say, randomly paired, but sure. based on seating, and yet they're separated by just a quick trip down 95 South. I was actually at the Wells Fargo Center when Georgetown got eliminated by uh, Florida Gulf Coast, uh, oh, whatever it was, six, seven years Bob ago. City. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> or sitting with some friends yeah. of mine who were just basically laughing at me. Well, that's tough, too, like like you said, as a, as a Georgetown fan, but as somebody that just appreciates the Cinderella story. I mean, they went on such a run. What a run. Yeah. yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And like we had talked about off air, right? I mean, who would have thought with the Big East kind of not being what it used to be, but now the Big Ten leading the charge in terms of nine teams are in the tournament. Nine but, teams. But are, are any of them dominant? I feel like it's parity. Of course, like yeah. a good conference. I think Purdue and Iowa are, were ranked pretty high all yeah. year. Uh, Iowa State, Michigan. Right. Uh, well, Michigan was actually one of the bigger flops of the flops, year. Flops, yeah, yeah. Um, but but you, you can't count them out. No, I mean, they, they were ranked at one point for a reason back in the tournament right. now, you know. Yeah, but it was the Big East, Pac-12, or I'm sorry, the Big 12 and the SEC all came in second for with six teams. Right. You know? and, and that's sort of surprising, right? Like a yeah. Big 12? Like you, right. you think football, but right. like becoming a – Baylor yeah. wins it last year. Yeah. They've got a number of good teams. Like, like are they becoming a right. basketball conference? Right. <laughs> in an effort to turn the conversation sports medicine, you know, we, we took a look uh, at the uh, four number one seed teams, mm -hmm. right? And what we discovered in that kind of – you know, research there a little bit was, I mean, we're definitely a two tails of the tape, right? Right. Um, you have a team like Gonzaga won their tournament and according to everything we could find online, pretty unscathed right Intact. now. Right. Yeah. I mean, heading Critical. in, heading in hot. Right. And don't seem to be nursing a lot of injuries. We're obviously, you know, not in the athletic training or with them to know, but but every, and every year you start thinking, could they, could this be the year? Right. Right. But like, is this the year? Right. Right. And then, you know, somewhere in the middle, you have a team like Kansas. We saw their their uh, senior forward, Andrew Lightfoot, uh, suffered a knee sprain in, right. the, in the Big 12 tournament game against Texas Tech on Saturday. Yeah. 
He's listed day to day heading into the tournament. Sure. But what could we kind of speculate about a knee sprain? Good question. Right. So, you know, it's kind of a generic term, mm -hmm. right? It could mean any of a number of things. But typically when I hear knee sprain, the first thing that I think of is MCL injury. Yeah. You know, nine times out of 10, when they use the term knee sprain, that's the one they're using. I'll tell patients this frequently in the office, where if, you, if you're gonna hurt any of the ligaments in your knee or around your knee, that's probably the one to hurt because it tends to heal real well. You, you tend to bounce back real quickly. Mm -hmm. It's pretty unusual, pretty rare that that's something that goes on to require a surgery. And oftentimes when you heal, you're back to normal, right? No, no residual deficit. Now, of course, there are different gradations of that injury, but if they're calling it day to day at this mm -hmm. particular point, my imagination or my, my best guess would be is that this is a grade one or lower grade injury. And, you know, maybe it comes back with a brace, but it's probably anywhere from like a week, maybe up to two weeks mm -hmm. until he's playing again. So, so my suspicion is that they, they have him for this, for this tournament. Yeah. Grade one classified because of amount of pain, amount of laxity. Yeah. So it's really more of an amount of laxity and it's based on, how much of the mm -hmm. ligament is actually injured. So so you get this partial tear and it's almost almost more of just like a slight stretching of the ligament itself without full on tearing across the ligament. So if you put a stress across that ligament, how much that space, um, the medial, what we call the medial joint space opens up. Yeah. So it's, it's a rope that goes from the, the on the inside portion of your, of, of your leg from the end of your thigh bone to the top of your shin bone. And when you push on that, depending on how individual is built, usually there's no opening at all because it's just very stable versus a few millimeters depending on the, the individual. Um, so, so one, you check the other knee, right? Like and see if that opens up at all. And then you check the injured knee. And if typically if there's no opening or very, very little opening, that's a, that's a grade one. And really up to about five millimeters theoretically would be grade one, up to 10 millimeters theoretically would be grade two, and then up to like just wide open or really, really opens up. You start talking about a grade three complete tear. So moving along the scale here, so we, we covered Gonzaga, you know, not much to report there. Right. The Lightfoot to the University of Kansas, not saying he's not important. He wasn't listed as a starter, right? right? But Moving along now to Arizona and their uh, guard, Kirk Creesa. I knew I was going to mess that Good up. Good luck with that one, Kirk man. Kirk sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, so he injured his in, in the Thursday game for the Pac-12 tournament. Right. Arizona's red hot. Yeah. But he is an integral, integral one of the part, favorites, right? right? And he suffered a lateral ankle sprain, which we've covered, you know, and, and there's, you know, we could probably talk all day again about that. But uh, especially for him being the focal point of that team. Right. What are your interpretations of that for not only him, but for Arizona moving forward in the tournament? So, you know, my impression of Arizona and from everything that I've, I've read about them is that they're a deep team yeah. to their credit. Um, and they've actually I think they've, they've picked up a number of international players that's kind of been their s secret sauce for the for, for the for this season. Really, honestly, having watched one, maybe two games this season, like blown away by by that particular team. You know, if, if if he is healthy, I don't even want to 
right. venture and try to say his name because I'm going to butcher it. Um, <laughs> Kirk Creasa. Kirk Creasa. The more I look at it, the easier it becomes. But when I take my way, my eyes away from the paper. Yeah, good luck <laughs> with that. Right. I, you know, I start thinking to myself, like, possibly the favorite here, even right. though I think I think by odd, from an odd standpoint, Gonzaga is, is an yeah. odds-on favorite. But but I know my, I just feel like Arizona might be the best team yeah. in the in, in, in the tournament. But if he doesn't play, then then that changes things. My gut is that he plays. Yeah. Right? He's missed a little bit of time. When, well, do, I don't know. Do you know the exact date of the injury by any chance? This past Thursday. This yeah. past Thursday. Yeah. Typically, depending on the grade of the sprain, and it can vary. Yeah. Unfortunately, it can vary. Some of these things can be a couple of months, but some mm-hmm. of these things, you know, a week or two. So my gut is that they tape him up. They get him going. Probably doesn't play in the first round. Mm-hmm. Although I don't want to say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, more likely to see maybe in the second round or. The third round, because then that buys him pretty much a full extra week of, of recovery time. I would be shocked if he doesn't come back during the tournament. I, mean, I have to say from an athletic training standpoint, too, and I, I don't know what it's like to travel with a Division One basketball team. Right. Best of the best, and obviously number one seed, but, yeah. you know, a, a, a historic program. What type of resources that athletic trainer has to travel with in terms of getting him the necessary treatment while they're at these sites? Yeah, you so... Know? I'm going to ask you exactly that, yeah. actually. And, I mean, and I, it's a little bit of speculation. What does that look like, right? So so that guy, right? Yeah. Let's say, let's, granted, this happened in the, in the conference tournament in yeah. Arizona, had basically locked, for sure, had yeah. locked up an NCAA berth and, right. and, and essentially locked up yeah. in a, a number one seed, right? So, so they're a little less inclined to push it. Well, let's say this is during the NCAA tournament, you know, and, and lose and go home. What are you doing as the athletic trainer? What what's yeah. happening on the sideline there? What what is your assessment right there, and how are you trying to get him back in? Oh, in the game, you mean? In the game, yeah. yeah. I mean, usually we just take him through some functional testing, and that might be single leg hopping. You know, we probably at that point you're going to take him into the tunnel, mm-hmm. and you're just going to have him do cutting and planting. Right? I want you to run three hard steps this way, plant that right foot into the ground, and you know, you know, hard three steps to your left. Right. Um, assuming he can pass all that. You know, Maybe you've taped them before. Maybe you tape them after. Yeah. If he passes those functional tests, and is he, it just based on pain? Do it. And can pain. you tolerate yeah. it? Based or, on pain. Okay. Yeah. 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 And you know, I don't know if a, phys- a physician is there. Typically, a physician won't travel with basketball, but at a at a major tournament like that, there's, right. there might be somebody on site. You know, they might get a second set of eyes on there. Like obviously, there's no deformity. Right. They probably have X-rays underneath, so they ruled out fracture. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, you're, you're touching away on the bone, right. seeing if the bone is the, the, yeah. the most tender part, yeah. and see if it's the ligament. Yeah. And you're right. Ideally, you run them down to an X-ray, get get a quick look at that. Yeah. But assuming X-ray is negative. Yeah. I mean, you just take them through some functional testing, single leg hopping, maybe some cone drills. I mean, and this is all happening like within three, four minutes, right? Because yeah. that coach is right now, arms crossed, waiting yeah. waiting for your word. What's, you know? the, what's the situation? Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. And a lot of times, I, I can't recall if it was either you or Dr. Bernardini, but you mentioned, you know, sometimes- We have to protect the player. Right, you know, is that athlete the best version of himself? Right. And, you know, and, and I agree with that. And sometimes the coach might tell you, yeah, but him at 50% is still better than the other team's starting five at 100%, you right. know? So it really all depends on the situation. Can he do further damage? Yeah. I'm sure the Pac-12 tournament to them is nice, yeah. But it's it's not the overall big picture. The picture is win the national championship. That's right. And I, I think back too to where you know my time traveling with the Soul and you know even the River Sharks, getting these guys treatment 
when you're at a hotel for four or five days is not always the easiest. So thing. yeah, that's my next question yeah. for you. So and that's why right. I thought you were going with it. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Game so, ends. Now yeah. you have, you know, this was this was their um, the second round game right. on I mean, Sunday. Thursday. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm making yeah, yeah. it up. Right? Because, uh, wherever that, whatever that tournament, wherever that tournament was, right. it happened on Thursday. So yeah, perfect. Somebody Real had life to do example. something Friday and Saturday. Yeah, right. Theoretically, he probably went back home between those games, though, right? Maybe not. It really depends on where that tournament is. You know, if the tournament, what, what are some other Pac-12 teams? What if the tournament was at USC? Yeah. You know, or it's at a host site, right? Right. Um, so it really just depends on where that tournament was. I remember the soul, like we would have a conference room for team meetings, for yeah. meals. And that also became your athletic training room. So right. if um, if team meetings film started at 10 a.m., the whole team new treatments were at 9 to 10. Right. But you're traveling with what you can travel with, yeah. right? It's not, so you're it's setting not your up whole tubs arsenal. in the room yeah. and stuff like that. And oh, I I, I think I had it down to a science. It was like 72 of the normal ice buckets in a hotel room that you get for like your, your drinks. Right. It took like 72 of those to make an ice tub for a guy <laughs> in the bathtub, right? You knew the number. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, like, hey, buddy, right. you get me 72 of these. <laughs> and most of the ice machines in a hotel couldn't handle that capacity. So sure. you'd end up going floor to floor to find right. an ice, you know, ice machine that was still making it at that point. Oh, the glory. Yeah. But I mean, you're doing a lot of... Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you. I, I purposely used to ask a good friend of mine, Phil Bogle, who was our GM. Yeah. I would say, look, I, I don't mind doing treatments in my room, mm -hmm. but please, can you make sure my room then is a two? I don't care if it's two twin beds, but I right. really don't want to be doing soft tissue on a guy yeah. that I'm going to end up sleeping in there like later that night, you oh, know? Yeah, so yeah. I, I typically would have, Phil always took care of me, Phil, you know, made sure I had what I needed, but you know, I had that second bed and. I might have a guy getting, you know, his calf work going, especially with an ankle sprain, right? So now you're trying to make sure that like Achilles tendonitis doesn't sure. develop, especially if he's in the boot, like you right. know this guy was. But yeah, I mean, in my experience, again, not with a D1 program like Arizona, it's not as easy to treat injuries on right. the road as it is at your home base where you have all your resources. Yeah. You yeah. know, and that, that's what I always wonder about these teams, especially, I guess my next question for you it would have been nice if we had somebody really on the inside that we could have brought in and a guest. But of course. let's say uh, Arizona yeah. wins the first two games and they go from site to site, right? Mm -hmm. Do they go home? You know, if, if they win their game Thursday, yeah. Saturday, the next games are Friday, Saturday. Are yeah. they going back to campus in between? Yeah. Are they just going to the next site, get a few days of practice in? Right. Are these kids coming you know, home in a month? Like <laughs> the, the truth is, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know either. I hate to say, the bottom line is, I don't know. I think they are right. Yeah. You know, um, back in my big hunting days and back in you know the wrestling days, and you're taking a bus and, and right. Yeah, it's probably a lot less yeah. likely. Yeah. But I think Arizona is getting on yeah. their plane, the yeah. charter plane, and going home. Right. But, if any of our athletic training friends uh, out there that are listeners, if you guys have any insight on that, we we would love to hear that. Again, email us at sportsmanontap at gmail yeah. com. Love would love to know what they do in between round the round. One of my buddies, one of my good friends from from high school, guy Scott Greenberg, is a physical therapist for the Gators, Florida Gators. Yeah. And, you know, I, I might actually hit him up yeah. with this particular question. I didn't, you know, hadn't occurred to me up until now, but it is a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess the, I, they have to go back, right? Because then you would assume these kids aren't going to class for a month. Long. They have if, to, if right, exactly. If, if you're the team that makes it, if you're one of the two that makes it to the national championship, right. which I think is what, like April 6th, something like that. Yeah. That means you, you haven't been on campus in about a month. Right. I guess in today's world with everything being virtual anyway, but it's all acceptable. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely different. And know, truth but. be known, even if they're on campus, they may not be going to right. class, yeah, they may not be going anyway. <laughs> but, but nonetheless, 
Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to go yeah. back in between. They're going to get the best treatment that they can. And, you know, the other question, though, is this is basketball, right? Like, I think that might be the worst sport in terms of lateral ankle sprain just because yeah. of all. And point guard is probably the worst position right. within that sport right. for lateral ankle sprain. So is this going to impact them? It'll probably impact the way he plays. He may not be completely or fully up to speed of what you would expect. But my expectation, depending on the severity of that ankle sprain, is that he's going to be able to get back out there and, right. and help his team. Right. And then moving on to our last number one seed. Like I said, you have Gonzaga on one Decimated. end of the spectrum, and then you have Baylor. Right. Right. The Baylor Holy Bears. Trust. I don't know how they continued on this season. Finished with what, 20, 27 and three record, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, number three ranked team in the nation. Right. Got the number one seed down there. I think it was the South region. After winning last year. After winning last year, yeah. However, like I said, opposite of Gonzaga, lost in the quarterfinal, the opening round of the Big 12. Ominous. But they have just been injury after injury all year long. Right, right. right. Let's start with LJ Cryer, which we, we kind of feel like is the most, you know, ominous one. We, we don't really right. know what's going on there. I, th I think part of it, yeah, and, you know, like it's, it's, it's this shrouded in secrecy. You know, we just yeah. know foot injury. Right. And, and, and listed, it, listed as day to day, or yeah. I'm sorry, game to game, game for to the game. remainder of the season. Right. But there's been weeks, right. game to game for weeks, <laughs> yeah. and, and has missed a lot of time. And um, you know, a good player, not not the, the critical player, but certainly one of the one of the best players on that team, or one of the top yeah. scorers on that team. And like, what is the injury? Right. And I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. And you know, a lot of what we do, again, we've said it a thousand times, we don't have access to their actual medical yeah. to these players actual medical records we're, we're, we're speculating and we're making best guesses um, based on the injury yeah. but we really truly don't know and so so what is the foot injury that that has someone maybe out maybe not out play a game here but back but 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 then miss two or three there and and for what it's worth I mean he's the team's leading scorer right right so I thought it was second is he is he leading scorer? So either you're right or I'm right. Um, but maybe, maybe maybe he was the leading scorer right. when he went out. So either way, a, a, a prominent player on the sure. team. So they're not just holding a guy out unnecessarily. Of course. Right? You would think. Right. Although, I, don't know, I guess we could get into that, whether they, again, we talked about with Arizona, is was the Big 12 tournament not that important to them? Right. Repeating his national championship. Yeah, but, anyway. but he's been out for a while. You know, top seed helps, right? And, right. and it's, he's been out for long enough yeah. that you would think that, you know, Top seed was would have been in jeopardy if, right. if, if they started losing some of those games. Yeah. What do we speculate? What 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 could keep a guy out game to game for six weeks? Yeah. Play Again, some. I could be totally blowing this, but one of the things that popped into my mind is maybe something along the lines of like a turf toe, yeah. where you have good days yeah. and bad days, and yeah, you you wrap it up, and this day you can play, but the, then this next day it's absolutely yeah. killing you again, yeah. and you're and you're out, and you know. It's it's funny you say that because I always tell people turf toe kind of seems to have like a like a jovial monitor like moniker yeah people like, like what yeah like turf turf toe. Toe. Well, first, I, first of all i don't play football so right. i can't have that yeah but truth be told i mean it's a devastating injury devastating and, and if anybody's had it i mean it can really just not make you want to put weight on your foot right try jumping off that yeah. stuff <laughs> in terms yeah. of ligament sprains i mean yeah I mean, you know if we had talked about like a deltoid sprain right he would have been out I would have expected it. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe that also fits the bill. 
I'll, again, so, so that would be like more of a medial ankle sprain yeah. and let's say lateral ankle sprain, which is more your standard sprain. I would have expected out for a short period and then back. And, yeah. and you know, maybe he misses a game or two when he tries to come back, but pretty consistent yeah. return, right? Like it's not right. going to be like day to day for this whole yeah. Probably not a fracture. I was right. thinking, could it be base of fifth? I don't think so. Right. Could it be um, Liz Frank? I think less likely. Yeah. I think you're more out. I'm not going to rule it out entirely, but I think sure. I think it's more of a definitive you're out until until you're better, until you, yeah. you don't have to be out. Yeah. Certainly not a high ankle sprain. I don't know, man. Like, I, I keep coming back to kind of that turf toe. Like a, like a nagging thing. Yeah, we don't right. know how it's going to feel. Probably not a fracture, right? right? You want to just wait for that to start to heal. Yeah. What's the treatment for that? For turf toe? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Now that we talked about it, maybe we make it a... Then we make it a topic one day down the road, but yeah, just the, maybe, maybe just to summarize it yeah. for us. So, so typically it's, it's rest, it's yeah. time. You put yeah. in an orthotic. Typically you want like a, uh, an orthotic that protects bending yeah. of that first toe, yeah. so a first ray. Yeah. And um, um, there's a lot of like therapy type treatment and pain control, honestly, yeah. quite honestly. And I wonder, you know, like, let's say this is turf toe or they, if they, and if Arizona goes down the line, are yeah. they injecting the toe and right. or the, you know, first MTP joint, which is, yeah. which is tends to be the problematic joint. If that were the case, if we guessed right, and it, it is purely a guess, yeah. right? If it's a, if it is a turf toe, you know, hope is not lost if they, if they go far in the tournament. Right, right. And continuing with Baylor, you know, even before the season started, I mean, they just got off to a really tough start when it came to injuries. Langston Love, which was a, top 30 recruit for them right towards acl and a scrimmage you know a scrimmage right? rough Miss, misses the whole season yeah which is which would be typical right every now and again we see some of these you know elite elite athletes really surprise us or really shock us but pretty standardly even if it's a scrimmage in the preseason the rest of that season's gone yeah. the good news right. is hopefully he's got next year right. i don't know do you want to try his name <laughs> All right, Jonathan. Tachoa? So to Wanda Tachoa. Yeah. I so think the, I think I yeah. I think I butchered it, but it's something along those lines. Yeah. And we apologize to him, not that he's yeah. actually ever gonna listen, but for sure. The team's leading rebounder, right? Team's leading um, rebounder, yeah. Suffers a multi ligament injury oh. done for the season. Probably more than that, I hate yeah. to say it, right? Yeah. And, you know, we don't know the details of their injury, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's ACL, MCL, that's probably his best case scenario. Yes. I don't know if it's ACL, PCL, MCL. I don't know if it's ACL, posterior lateral right. corner, LCL. Yeah. But you start going down this road of these multi-ligament injuries and you start thinking to yourself, I hope this guy has a career. I hope, right. it, I hope it doesn't end here in college now because of this injury. Yeah. And, 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 and sadly, unfortunately, once you start having these multi-ligament injuries, you know, even with an ACL, yeah. it's a possibility like, like that, that that could be the end of the career. But we've gotten much better at those, and it usually isn't. But once you start going multi-ligament multi within the knee, there's a pretty reasonable chance that, that um, you know, maybe he comes back and plays college again, not the same athlete. And, and if he was going to go on to become a pro athlete, maybe he's not now. Or maybe he's not going to make the NBA, but he'll play overseas or something along those lines. Yeah. Tough injury, tough injury. We we talked about the ACL when we had Dr. Bernardini on. Sure. So obviously any listener can go back and listen to that. But when we talk about an ACL, MCL, how does the timeline get affected by adding in that MCL tear? Is it now? Well, yeah. Go ahead. So it totally varies yeah. based on the severity okay. of the MCL injury, mm -hmm. right? 
And there's, a, there's more than one way to approach this. Traditionally, most of the MCL injuries did pretty well. Yeah. And you put them in a brace, you gave them time to heal the MCL injury, get their range of motion back, then you came and treated the ACL. Now maybe you were a little delayed in getting to that primary ACL surgery, but once you got to the ACL, it's basically the same timeline going forward. Nowadays, there's um, a couple other things that we can do to expedite the process. One, if it's a really bad MCL, or depending on the, what the tear looks like, if you have some substance to repair, um, sometimes you could repair it early on, expedites the healing process. There's also something called an internal brace, which has become very popular. But an internal brace is, and we've gone to this company before, the Arthrex, and we talked about their PAR system when we're talking about Achilles tendon repairs. You're basically putting a very strong tape-like suture that goes from the end of your thigh bone to the top of your shin bone to augment the stability of the MCL, which allows it to heal a little more quickly and allows you to be a little more aggressive about your rehab protocol afterwards and get to the ACL protocol. If it's ACL-MCL, typically not dramatically different than ACL alone. Right. Maybe a little bit long, but not, not horribly or dramatically different. What about, correct me if I'm wrong, Carson Wentz? Who I man, I thought he was going to be our long term oh, thing, man. right? But yeah. uh, his was ACL LCL, right? Right. A little bit, a little more significant of an injury. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So so LCL doesn't heal nearly as well on its own. Yeah. Oftentimes, then you're doing a surgery to try to reconstruct yeah. or, or make up for the, right. the 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 LCL, which is not functioning well. And then oftentimes, if the LCL is gone, there's also something called the posterior lateral corner, which are um, which is basically um, behind the LCL, um, thickening of the joint capsule, so to speak, and a couple of ligaments that, 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 that appear back there. And it, if you start doing those reconstructions and those repairs, yeah, you're just, you're just slowing everything down. Right. And also a much, much more severe injury. Yeah. Tougher to get the ideal outcome out of that. Yeah. Tougher to get fully back. Not that people don't, but just right. you're, you're knocking down the odds. Yeah. We're getting a little off topic here, right? Sure, we man. We're getting we, in the weeds. Yeah. We, don't, we don't know. We don't know what this young man had, but uh, yeah. just another example of what what Baylor has gone through this year. Right. Yet, yet, you know, one of the top number one seed, one of the top ranked teams going yeah. in. Not sure it's my pick to win it. Right. But <laughs> yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do uh, if we had to take one of the four number one seeds. Yeah. Who do you think goes the furthest? So my my original pick. Going into the conference tournament was going to be Arizona. Okay. Right. Yeah. I might have swayed over to Gonzaga. Yeah. At the, yeah. is, is this their year? Yeah. Yeah. It has to be at some point, right? Right. I mean, it came up really short. Not, I don't, they didn't come up short. I mean, they got beat bad last right. year by Baylor. Right. Um, but at some point, I mean, the, the they've been good for a while. Yeah. And they I, keep doing it. I, and I don't know, like Gonzaga to me doesn't have that feel yet to it where you hate them. Right. Right. Like, no, not at all. You know, like they're right. not, they're not, they're not Duke, Duke yet. Yeah. They're not Duke <laughs> yet. Um, you know, they're, they're not, you know, they're not Kansas. Yeah. Right. You know, and they, uh, they seem to, they have a winning program going there, but they just can't seem to get over the hump. No. I, I would have to agree. I think out of the four number one seeds, I'm going to say Gonzaga. Yeah. If this isn't their year, they go the furthest. And I hate and, to say it, but injuries mean a lot this time of year. Absolutely. You know, and year in, year out, West Coast basketball. And I'm, and I'm an East Coast guy, yeah. and I'm a Big East fan, right. right? Right. But year in, year out, West Coast basketball, 
gets a little bit disrespected and yeah. performs very well. Yeah. And they've had a little bit of a hard time winning it, yeah. like finishing. But right. but overall, across the board, it, 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 Pac-12 and you know like um, oh Pac-10, sorry, in in, in the West Coast Conference, right. and they're, they're putting together these really yeah. good teams and, and yeah. putting together it's really St. Mary's, St. Mary's, so who, right, like it, over and over. Yeah, it would be like the West Coast Conference final would be Gonzaga versus St. Mary's, and Gonzaga right. would beat them by 50 points. Right. But then this year they were a top-ranked 25 team. They're in the there. tournament, you yeah. know. So um, kudos to them as well. Right, and 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 surprisingly, neither one of those conferences has a ton of teams in it. Right. But the teams that are in, yeah, they're good, right? And so, so I, I, you know, I feel like there is a little bit of this shift. Big East is going down. Yeah. ACC may have had a slightly down yeah. year. Some of these other bigger conferences not as good as they had been right. traditionally. So, so yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not this yeah. year for Gonzaga? You got a uh, sleeper pick for me? Maybe not going to win it all, but might make some noise. Who's the uh, Gulf Coast International University? Whoever that was, yeah. Florida Gulf Coast. So. Um, Again, I'm a fan of the Big East. Yeah. It hurts. It pains me to say a little bit, but again, Big East is down a little yeah. bit. Now, Providence has had a really yeah. good year, and I don't know yeah. if enough people have seen or recognized right. how good their year yeah. has been. But I question, is it a byproduct of playing in the Big East, right. which is starting right. to slide? I hate yeah. to say, but they are. So uh, South Dakota State has also had a very good year. Yeah. You know, is, it, is that this year's Cinderella? They're yeah. the guys that got to come out and make the noise. Are, are, it's unfair that Providence finally has this big season. They have to yeah. go up against South Dakota State. I right. feel like that was a tough draw. Right. But but that's who they got. And, yeah. and, and I kind of expect them maybe to make a little bit of noise. We'll see. I got Vermont, University of Vermont, winning two Great games. Great pick. Two, two Great games. Great pick, they're, right? They're going to make it this Sweet 16. Yeah. But. Who are they playing again? Who do they open up against? They open up against a good team. Yeah. I mean, I think they're, uh, it's a 5 12 matchup yeah. or a 6 11. Oh, oh, why can't I remember this? Yeah. They open up against a good team, but I saw. I was thinking the same thing: Vermont, 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 yeah. Vermont, and then and then they open up against a pretty good team. Yeah. But I think that's an excellent pick for for that like surprise. And now I went to Binghamton, right? America East, disastrous conference, but Vermont's been pretty good for a while. And this year they were great. Yeah, and it was uh, UMBC, right, from the America East that finally few years uh, ago finally knocked off the one seed. Finally. Was it was it last year or two uh, years was, ago? I think it was like two or three. Yeah, years yeah, ago yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I think I think American East you can't uh, you can't underestimate that conference. Yeah, you can. But Verm- <laughs> you can't underestimate yeah. Vermont. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your? Uh, if you don't want to say, you don't have to, because it sounds like we might be in two with a, a couple of pools together. But yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll tell you my my championship game. I'm looking at. Uh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say Duke because Krzyzewski's last year. Krzyzewski. Yeah, it's there's very some exciting. there's some kind of there's something special there. Like I just feel like they're going to play their hearts out for him. Right. I got them going against Tennessee. Right. I have to. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not ducking the question. Yeah. I actually have not filled out my brackets. I haven't yet. Yeah. 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 That's fine. And, and I haven't even like. I haven't analyzed like, who's on which side right, of the right. the bracket and who who has the potential yeah. to make the finals. So so I, I would just butcher this question to try to answer it. <laughs> just a great time of the year. I can't wait. I love it. Yeah. My my favorite time of the year. So, yeah. I mean, it's just it's fun. There's no way around it. It's just pure fun yeah. and baseball baseball's back baseball's back right yep. right so so things so things are looking up the whole james harden thing looked like it was working out great yeah certainly not over no that nets uh that nets defeat was uh demoralizing i can't think of a more recent from a philadelphia standpoint one of the more anticipated games that ended so badly 
I, I could go back. Horribly so. Uh, I went back to uh, Game Five in the NLDS, Phillies, uh, Phillies Cardinals. When holidays on the mound, seems like we got this. Sure. We lost one nothing. Right. And then <clears> ben even, Simmons last year. Yeah. And then even before that, I had to go back to uh, Jimmy Butler. No, was it Butler? No, no, it was uh, what's his name uh, on the San Antonio on the Spurs. Oh, Kawhi makes Leonard. the shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kawhi yeah. Leonard, yeah. I guess yeah, you're right. That one. Um, I, I even went further back to uh, Eagles Panthers NFC game. Seemed You're, like a game we were supposed to win. Yeah, and it just all the hype Heart for weeks about it, and then just to come up short, you right. know. And that that return to Ben Simmons thing, I think it just got. I just I think it overtook everything. I mean, and they just, I mean, they got flat out embarrassed from start to finish. It was it was yeah it was yeah. nuts to watch that yeah. unfold. Like, yeah. Can't believe it. Right. Hopefully, hopefully it's a you know. They get they got they got punched in the jaw. Yeah. Hopefully they learned their lesson, and this makes them a better team yeah. for the playoffs. Yeah. We had a couple of things to wrap up with. Why yeah. don't you start? I got something myself. So so you know, for me you know as, as last week's show as we were recording, the scenario is unfolding for me, and I'm I'm getting a text message and a call from one of my good friends from medical school, and we're we're sort of missing each other and we're trying to do it while we're doing this show and. Turns out one of one, one, one of my friends, yeah. a, a guy that I was pretty good friends with in medical school, part of our close knit group, um, passed away this past week. And um, a guy named Paul Domini, who is a radiologist out in Santa Rosa, California, he worked in the, the Sutter Medical System out there, uh, was hit by a car, hit by a vehicle, and it was just you know, really really yeah. saddened, yeah. um, kind of sad. We shared the same birthday and we would joke around about that all the time and text each other every birthday and, and, and just, yeah, terrible news, sad, sad and, and, and the timing of it, like, like the, you know, mm. here we are texting during the show and right. trying to, yeah, and then on, on the flip side, I just kind of focused on my daughter this coming weekend yeah. and it was, was very good for me and it was a nice distraction, but yeah, tough news, tough news. Yeah, our hearts go out to him and his family. Sure, stuff. exactly. If you don't mind, I was going to surprise you with a little something. Mm -hmm. Kind of on the, you know, don't want to uh, downplay what you just shared with us all. But we are a few days away from our one-year anniversary. I'm not sure yeah. if you were aware of that. I was not aware yeah. of that. So we uh, we posted our introduction, whatever we called it back then. Intro that, show. That came out April 1st We is when we put that on, April 1st, 2021. But we actually recorded it, I think it was around the 20th. So I won't get a chance to see you before then, but wanted to just you know wish you a happy one year anniversary. Congratulations! Uh, yeah. yeah, so forty one. Yeah, shows later. So I was thinking about that too, right, Doc? Where it was, I don't know if we really knew where this was heading, how long we would do it for, but right. I don't. I can guarantee you, we didn't expect to do forty one episodes in fifty two weeks. A lot of effort, you know. A lot of work, <clears throat> a lot of fun. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, say thank you. I don't, I don't know how much our listeners know, but you put in a tremendous amount of work behind the scenes, coming prepared for all this, the medical stuff, right? I mean, it's easy for me to rattle off Fernando yeah. Tatis' you batting well, average, man. you know, like, things like that. But it's a team effort. Yeah, but uh, I got you a little something. No. So this is from uh, a company out in Reading, Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, it's Summit Steel and Manufacturing, and they basically sell to large corporations, things like that. Um, they have a kind of subsidiary company called Falcata. Okay. And you can find them at falcatacompany.com. And they sell uh, customized monograms, shooting targets, 
And the idea with that was they were going to sell metal products to the consumer, right. right? So I reached out to them, had an idea in mind, and they said to me, man, you are really stretching the idea of customizing this monogram. <laughs> but uh, I have here for you, I'm gonna, I had it hidden under this table. You're kidding me here. It is a stainless steel. You gotta be kidding monogram me. Monogram of our sports med on tap logo. Spectacular. Um, Unbelievable. Pre-drilled with some holes so you can hang it in your man cave. I freaking, um, I love it. So they said, you know, they were concerned. Holy. They were concerned about the detail of our logo in terms of, because uh, everything's laser cut. Right. Uh, so they the nailed it. The precision of everything. Yeah. Uh, so what Spectacular. You're, what you're looking at is uh, a steel plate powder coated with blue and then a nice yellow backer behind it. So, and surprisingly not as heavy as it may look, right. um, but it'll look good. I don't know if you got a man cave, if you want to hang it in your garage. And they actually were kind 100%. enough. Again, this is Falcada company. They were kind enough to send us two. So we have one for our office here in Pittman. This is amazing. Amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah. I they love it. Tremendous work. Uh, we're going to have Brandon Olea share some videos of it uh, on, uh, on our it, Instagram page. Put it on um, yeah, so Facebook, it, Instagram and, um, and whatnot. Yeah. I mean, they, they took they took our logo and they can do some amazing things with it. So we yeah. encourage you guys to check them out. Check them out. Yeah. Because I got to tell you, they, they, they nailed this. It yeah. looks perfect. And, and, and Jay, man, I, I, I really appreciate it. I don't know what to say. I was getting a little under. I was, we reached out to him a couple of weeks ago because I realized that date was coming up pretty quick. And not only did they put out amazing product, but they were able to make the timeline work and uh, came out awesome. It did. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. I am excited. Yeah. So, yeah. So in our basement, we got a, we have a kind of like a game room um, set up down there. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly where it's headed. There you that's, go. It's, it's going to be perfect. All right. Again, that's Falcada Company. We'll have a link in our bio. Uh, we encourage you guys to check them out. Um, they do some amazing things out there. So before we go ahead and wrap things up for tonight, we want to take our moment to thank our sponsors, Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations and focused on you approach, covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance destination. Neck of the Woods for hosting us each and every week, located right here at 614 Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey and our good friends at Timber Reel Productions. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week for part two of the Rotator Cuff Tear. My kids are going to lose their mind <laughs> when they see that. That's awesome. Have a great one, guys. Thanks for tuning in.